When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods, hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beard. Let's get to it, New York. So, uh, we wrapped this episode. I was bringing back another segment that we all know and love this week in Knicks history. And today, uh, we don't have to go very far to remember this important moment. It was July 12th of last year that Jalen Brunson had officially signed his contract to become a New York Knick. Uh, Brunson's contract, a four-year, $104 million deal, was controversial at the time with some fans and experts saying the Knicks overpaid for a player who was undersized and had spent just one season as a full-time starter in Dallas. But Brunson proves all the naysayers wrong, posting career highs in points, assists, and three-point shooting in his first year in New York, helping the Knicks reach the second round of the playoffs for the first time since 2013. Brunson finished third in the NBA's Most Improved Player Award voting, and it is expected to be a key piece for Team USA as they head to Asia for the 2023 FIBA World Cup. So what a year, a difference, uh, what, what a year, what a difference a year makes for Jalen Brunson. Last year, he signs this deal. There's a lot of uncertainty surrounding exactly what kind of impact he'll have on the Knicks. Then you come a year later, he's the center of the franchise. He is being talked about by Steve Kerr as being the centerpiece for Team USA. He finishes third in the most approved player award, and he's seen as one of the best point guards in the NBA. So take you back a year later, Tommy. You see, at this point, we had heard that Brunson agreed to the deal, but then you see the graphic, you see the press release from the Knicks, and you know they weren't going to do no real press conference until the next day where they did that weird uh, town hall, whatever they called it. Either way, uh, you see the press release signing Jalen Brunson signed with the New York Knicks. What were your thoughts when you saw that cross? Sure. So initially, let's call it uh, a month before the start of free agency. Um, uh, admittedly, I was on the fence about a Brunson signing. My assumption was the Knicks would have to go close to the full max they could offer to get Brunson to leave Dallas. Because my assumption was Dallas would want to keep him. So they'd offer five years, $140 million, somewhere in that neighborhood. Um, so my assumption was the Knicks would have to go four years, 100. I think the max they could, the, the, the most they could offer was like 128 million or 127 yeah. million over four years. So I was a little bit on the fence. You know, is it is is this player worth that amount? Um, you know that that, that you know uh, you know that that type of cap commitment. I still would have been. I still would have agreed to the signing if I was New York. Again, uh, assuming that the other point guard targets didn't didn't pan out, I thought Tyrus Jones was one of the guys they would look at. You know, could get him at like ten million a year. Some other options. Um, but the 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 issue being, my only concern with Brunson being that it might be a little bit of an overpay because they would have to go because they would have to offer the most they could due to da- due to the Dallas restraints there. Um, so. When I first learned that the Knicks had agreed to a contract and it was only 104 million, I thought it was a great signing for the a very good signing for the Knicks. When we later learned that not only was it just 104 million, 
that it had de de decelerating, decreasing annual payments, um, mm -hmm. that which will pay Brunson less than $25 million each of the next two years. I thought it was an incredible signing. Um, the one negative being that there's a player option at the end, um, which is which is when Brunson's going to cash in and, and be in, in you know and, and be a max player. Um, so when the Knicks initially signed him, I thought it'd be a very good signing. Obviously, a massive upgrade over the likes of Alfred Payton and the and the dregs the Knicks had you know had, had started at point guard. We, we've all seen the list of starting point guards the last decade. Um, <laughs> you know the Alonzo Triers, the Shane Larkins, you know these type of guys. Yeah. Um, that being said, I never would have suspected Brunson to emerge as not just a good player, not just a great player, but one of the best players in the NBA, one of the best offensive, I should clarify, one of the, if not one of the best, most efficient offensive players in the league. Um, not only did he do it in the in the regular season, but it's a proven now, two postseasons in a row, a yeah. proven playoff performer. Um, here in New York, we know the difference between a guy that puts up good numbers in the regular season and then can't quite deliver on the big stage in the playoffs. Right. And uh, we don't have to mention any names, but we know who that, that two-time All-NBA, two-time All-Star guy is. Um, so, for, so for Brunson to step in and, and establish himself on that level and produce to the extent that he did as efficiently as he did, um, really was incredible. And then you get the, all the other ancillary benefits, the leadership. Um, you know, we, you know, just compare him to the the other diva point guards. I mean, you know, the the the, the Kyrie Irvings of the world, the James Hardens demanding trades. Um, even Dame, who was amazing, has now demanded a trade. Um, so when you have that kind of culture culture setter, tweeting last night, where the pickup games in New York. Um, you know, just somebody that's embraced the city. Um, just so much to love about that signing, and it really can't be overstated how important it was um, for the direction of the franchise. Yeah, I mean, I think you said it said it best in terms of just how important this whole move was. I think for me, I remember, I feel like Brunson was such a weird case for me because I remember, you know, hearing, you know, some of this I blame on Woj because remember on draft night, you know, it was, you know, the Knicks are moving all this stuff in order to make a max offer yes. to Jalen Brunson. So when you hear those words, Considering what Brunson had done at that point in time, a lot of people were upset, including myself. That I said, I can't, as I said, can't move heaven and earth for Jalen Brunson, right. in my opinion, I thought at that time. Now I would have moved heaven and earth to pay him the full max, but that's how I felt at that time. But then you kind of slow down. I didn't really care about the first round pick. I didn't care about it then. I don't care about it now. So that wasn't as concerned. I was just concerned that this was the player that Nick was targeting. And my beef was, it, are you doing this because you really think Jalen Brunson is a star or are you doing this because his name is Jalen Brunson? Like he, he's so close to the GM, so close to the coach. And that had this guy been Jalen Dunson, maybe he wouldn't be a Nick. That was my whole thing. Then I, you know, I said, all right, well, this guy's going to be a Nick. And then I got to go. I got to watch this guy's game. I got to really sit down and watch some of his games from last season. And I'm watching these games he had in the playoffs. I'm watching some of these regular season games. And it was immediate to me that this guy was going to be a difference maker. Now, I was worried about his defense, and that's why I kept yelling, you cannot start Evan Fournier. Of course, Tibbs started him anyway. But I was, like, I was like, defense is a problem, but this guy is an offensive juggernaut, and he's going to be a big upgrade. Then when you see the money come down, like you said, you say, okay, that is a much more reasonable deal than the full max that Woj have been talking about on draft night that Knicks have done all this maneuvering in order to get to. They didn't have to do that. In fact, they used the rest of that money on Isaiah Harden, who also ended up being a good piece for yep. the Knicks last season. So 
I think going back last year, I was like, okay, I'm excited. I was excited to just not have terrible point guard yes. play for the first time in years. That was one thing I was super excited about. Yes. And then to come back again a year later and see what Jalen has become, I don't think anybody could have expected him to be even this good. Like, do I think he could average 20 points a game? Yes. Do I think that he could uh, move the Knicks towards the playoffs? Yes. Do I think he could make them a top five seed and – have them in the second round of the playoffs where he's averaging 30 points in the second round against the Miami Heat. Um, he's putting up big numbers against some of the best teams in the league, averaging 24 points for an entire season. No, I I, I don't think anybody could have expected that. And I don't know if you saw, I was looking for the quote. I couldn't find it. I, I, I want to say maybe it was Zach Lowe, but if it wasn't Zach Lowe, forgive me for whoever had it. But um, he said that, I guess, the word around Nick's brass is that the player that they we saw Brunson – play like in this year's playoffs is a guy that they think they will have all season next year. Like they think we drugs to play great during the regular season, but we, he clearly tapped into an even higher level in the playoffs. They think that we're on the precipice of seeing a guy who can average 27, 28 points a game in the league. Like he did in the playoffs. Like, do you think that that's a level he could reach this year? And what do you think about Nick's brass feeling that that's the player they have, that the guy you saw in the playoffs dominating the Cavs, dominating the heat is the guy that we're going to see for, you know, maybe not 82 games, but, you know, 65, 70 games next year and postseason. Yeah, see, that's the thing where the Tibbs aspect worries me. I I think he can if he wanted to, but, like, LeBron could have led the league in scoring every year of his career too, but he chose to play a game that, you know, to to kind of maximize his ability to score when he needed to score, um, to pass when he needed to pass. That, so I, I'd like to see – I really wouldn't mind Jalen Brunson's scoring average decrease next season mm-hmm. if that meant his minutes played per game decrease, especially if you sign uh, quickly to a contract, which is one of the reasons why I think you should overpay if you need to for quickly. Um, so you have some insurance. I don't want to see Brunson worn out. Um, you know, he did all that with a bum ankle in the in the postseason against Miami and basically drawed right. himself to the finish line. I'd rather things just kind of, you know, organically develop, you know, let me, you know, make a conscious decision to limit playing time, not treat every game in February and, and, and March and January as a must win do or die game. Again, that's kind of the dichotomy. That's the yin and yang of Tibbs, the pros and the cons is. You love him because he squeezes the absolute most juice out of every single second, every single game. But how does that benefit you franchise long term? You know, Brunson's right. 26, you know, so we want to keep him healthy for the postseason, um, want to keep him healthy long term. So those are the things that um, I would look into. Uh, but, you know, again, to your point, um, I, I think the ceiling's there. You know, a, a buddy of mine, we were texting the other day and um, he asked me, you know, and I thought it was a good question. How many guys in the NBA would you trade Brunson for? You know, like there's not mm. that many. I mean, <laughs> if you want to rank him, you know, it's it's he's not going to get ranked as high as those others. But if a team calls you up and says, listen, we'll give you this guy, you know, we'll give you our guy, you give us Brunson. There are not that many players where the Knicks automatically say, yes, you know, let me. So so here's what I did. I just pulled up. Um, I typed in, you know, top 20 players. And here's a CBS way too early 2024 um, player ranking. You tell me that I'll give you the guys one starting at Jokic. Nuggets, you know, obviously are not going to trade Jokic, and and, and the Knicks would love to get Jokic for Brunson. Giannis, you'd much rather Brunson. Doncic, you'd much rather Brunson. Tatum, I assume you'd rather Tatum than than Brunson? Yeah. Wait, you said Doncic? I'd rather have Brunson over Doncic? I'm trading Doncic. Doncic is a guy you'd rather have. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. I got that flip. So, 
yeah, yeah. So Jokic, so Giannis, Don, 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 yeah, Jokic, all those guys Don. I would trade for. Tatum. Uh, I think you'd rather have Tatum, right? Younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd rather have Tatum. Uh, Part of me, he, I saw that he, I saw he's gonna get three hundred million in his next max. And that, that's why I paused, but he's still so dynamic offensively. You still gotta do it. Embiid. Right, I, you got it. I mean, we're tr- we're not going to. If that op- trade opens up, he's not going to get traded for Embiid. But, right, 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 right. But but, but, but I think he would if, if 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 all things were were equal. Yeah. How about this? If the Sun said we'll give you Durant for Brunson, who would you rather have? I'm not trading Durant for. I'm not trading Dale Brunson for Durant. Not that age. Not that age. Right. I mean that that's what not I'm that talking age. about. Yeah. Um, Shea Gilders Alexander for Brunson. Who says no? Thunder. I think you're right. I think Thunder. the Knicks might say no, though, too. I'm not I'm not sold on, on Shea. Shea. Shea is a stud. I mean, I love Shea. So that's, I mean, I'm a Shea guy. I mean, Shea is, is, a, is a killer. By the way, you mentioned the trade value stuff. You know, Bill Simmons does his annual trade yeah, value yeah. ranking. Did he do it this year yet? He, yes, he did it this year. He did it uh, last month. Present? 21. He's listed in the group E, which is labeled, let me save you some time. F U C K N O. Who's the who the twenty guys he had ahead of him? So he's in a grouping where he's uh, he's a grouping. He's already ahead of Donovan Mitchell and Jock Giddy. Those are the guys that are 23, 22. That says a lot already. But then the guys that are right yeah, below him at twenty is Anthony Davis. At nineteen was De'Aaron Fox, and that was the end of that group before you got into the oh, budding franchise guys. We had Paolo, Tyrese Halliburton, Evan Mobley, Bam Adebayo. I would not trade. I would not trade Jalen Brunson. I would not trade him for Anthony Davis. That that I definitely would not do. I wouldn't trade him um, for Fox either. I wouldn't either. I also wouldn't trade him for Halliburton or Bank Carroll. That's tough, man. That's I think Bank Carroll. I think Bank Carroll is a lot more. Ben Carroll's really good. And he hurt the Knicks this year in some of those games. I'm not convinced he's like this 10-time All-NBA guy. Like, I, like I, the guy can score. He can rebound. Yes. He doesn't really defend. He'll be a 10-time. He jumps out to a little spotty. He'll be a 12, 10-time, 12-time All-Star, but I don't know if he'll play in a conference finals. Like, that right, like Right. So, like, so am I, like, giving up my franchise point guard for him right now? Not yet. Now, he may show me something. I say, okay, he's there, but, like, I, I – I'm not all there with him. I'm not trading Evan Mobley. I'm not trading for Evan Mobley. That's why I saw the playoffs. No. Um, no. Bam. I don't know. This is a this list is very interesting. I mean, uh, and then Jaron Jackson. That's when you get to the superstars. Now you're talking about Jimmy Butler. Uh, you know, Jamal Murray, Joel Embiid. See, 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 that's the thing. It, it, Simmons has got Ben Carroll because of his unlimited upside. He's only 20 right. years old. But then he's got Butler, who's thirty-five. You know, so if you're he, Brunson's in the sweet spot, he's he's just entering his prime. But he's got on a reasonable deal, yeah, a, and he's on a reasonable deal. Reasonable deal for the next two years on, on an absolute steal of a the best contract in the NBA. Speaking of, and that's the one other thing while we wrap up this this Brunson conversation. Yeah, makes the Brunson signing, and it's it's important to talk about in context, especially if we rewind one year to the day. The other options the Knicks had was giving away everything for Donovan Mitchell or giving away almost everything for um, uh, DeJounte Murray, which a lot right. of Knicks fans wanted to do. Three first-round yeah. picks the Hawks gave up for DeJounte Murray. So for the Knicks to get the better player 
and not give up a single draft pick other than, you know, you know, the, the, the pick swap at 11 and you know, with OKC, yada, yada, yada. They did have to do some maneuvering, but obviously not three future first round picks. Um, and remember, Josh and Murray just re-signed on an extension with the Atlanta Hawks. He's making yep. more money than Jalen Brunson on his extension. He's yep. signed a four-year, $120 million extension. So, and that was a, a veteran maximum extension that he signed. It was essentially what we were talking about with Jalen Brunson that we were trying to ask Knicks not to do. So, yes. essentially, you're talking about signing him to a more expensive deal yep. and trading all the first-round picks to yep. get a worse player in DeJounte Murray. A good player, but yes, not good player. as good as Brunson. Um, and I, I, he seems he's shown some knuckleheaded tendencies. We saw him get suspended in the playoffs. Yep. Yep. Not maybe the character guy Brunson is at all either. That yes. would have been a massive mistake by the Knicks if they did that. And that was something I thought they should have did at that time. So I would have been yeah. dead wrong. I would have preferred Murray over Brunson, given everything. But you kept all your assets. You signed him to a cheaper deal. And he played better than Murray. I mean, he couldn't have worked out better for the Knicks. And that's and that's the thing when you talk about that Simmons trade value. Like, is Boncaro going to impact your locker room the same way Brunson does? Is Evan Mobley going to impact your locker room the, the same way Brunson does? Like, at some point in time, that, that has to come into – this decision and why the Knicks would be like, nah, we're good with you. Your guy's great, but we're cool with our guy too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, when, when the list came out last month, I saw 21. I was pleased. I was like, Oh, 21. That's really good. Like, you know, right. but right. then right. you really look closer. You're like, I mean, could he have been, you know, top 20? Could he have been top 15? Like even some I, of the names that he had ahead of him. Yeah. It has to be the highest Nick that's been on there since Mellow. Prime it has to, has to be. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I know Bill. He does this list every year. Um, and, and, he's, and he hates the Knicks. And he hates the Knicks. So you got to factor that in. <laughs> that is a part of Bill Simmons' thing as well. But um, but man, it just speaks to just how how yeah, awesome yeah, Brunson has been at this point, and how he's really changed the direction of the franchise. So yeah, we celebrate a year with Jalen Brunson officially as a New York Knicks.